Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. In today's episode, we will be talking about spoken word poet, editor, and educator Jamal May. Jamal May was born in 1982 in Detroit, Michigan. His writing is heavily influenced by his hometown, though he rarely writes explicitly about Detroit. As he said in a public interview at Hamline University, You'll notice there's no reference to Motown. There's no talk about the abandoned car factory. There's none of what you'd most expect from Detroit, because my experience of Detroit was kind of strange. And I didn't want to tell the same story that was getting repeated on the news over and over again. I wanted to tell this other part of it, this part about interior lives. May attempts to convey the details or textures, as he says, of his birthplace without specifically referencing it. The same can be said about the way he portrays his upbringing. Though he doesn't often write about specific elements of his childhood, he writes about the feelings that characterized his youth, particularly the feeling of being alone. May has said that editing works from his book, Hum, was sort of a personal therapy session, and he realized that the young boy who crops up as an observer throughout his poems is actually a reflection of himself. When asked how he became interested in poetry, Jamal May says that he was encouraged to write in his early 20s by his twin sister, who had heard some of the music he had been writing. He decided to turn his song lyrics into poetry, reciting them at a local open mic. He credits his mentor, Vivi Francis, another poet from Detroit, with familiarizing him with a vast body of poets when he was just getting started. She also imparted him with the respect of the craft, a belief in the power of mentorship, and a commitment to sharing knowledge and resources with other artists. When asked about his other influences in an interview with Lightbox Poetry, he said that, Everything I've heard or thought is an influence in the way I think about influence. The notion that our influences are the neat little packages we tend to present them as undercuts the entire spirit of what I'm trying to do. But he's also shared some specific poets who have inspired him including Sylvia Plath, Robert Hayden, and many contemporary poets like Ross Gay, Lee Young Lee, Louis Gluck, and more. May is a spoken word poet. Ironically, he has said that he gets nervous on stage and that growing up he had a pretty crippling social anxiety. Although performing his poetry for an audience live, he gained the confidence to share his thoughts and writing with people because He's able to remember that people are there for his words, his poems, his truth. Now, May says that he's able to perform his spoken word poetry from a place of joy rather than fear. Interestingly, he doesn't consider the performance of poetry during his writing process, and instead 
tries to focus on the words as they're written on the page. He also describes editing as the most important part of his process. Becoming part of a writing group called The Grind encouraged May to start writing a slew of drafts before turning to edit or cold them, a process he called shifting through the wreckage looking for survivors. Dumont May sees art as a participatory event. He always seeks to make space for the reader that directly engage with his work. For example, he tries to make his details as precise as possible without making them overly specific. Instead of writing a street name, he'll write about the avenue over the barbecue shack, allowing the reader to conjure up their own image of the place, making his work more universal. May received his MFA from Warren Wilson College. He is the author of two books, Hum, which is his first published in 2013, which explores machines, technology, adolescence, and community, and The Big Book of Exit Strategies, published in 2016. He has also written two chapbooks, The God Engine and The Weathering of Teeth. May is a three-time Rust Belt Regional Slam champion and has been a member of six National Poetry Slam teams. His book, Hum, won a Beatrice Hawley Award, an American Library Association Notable Book Award, and was an NAACP Image Award nominee. He has received the Spirit of Detroit Award, an Indiana Review Poetry Prize, Poetry Magazine's Annual Wood Prize, and fellowships from Kavi Kanam, Bread Loaf Writers Conference, The Frost Place, the Landon Foundation, and the Stadler Center for Poetry at Bucknell University. He was the 2014-2016 Kenyan Review Fellow at Kenyan College and a recipient for the Cibutella Rianieri Fellowship in Italy. He has taught poetry in Detroit public schools, worked as a freelance sound engineer, taught at the Vermont College of Fine Arts MFA program, and was a visiting poet at Smith College. He currently lives in Hamtramck, Michigan, serves as a distinguished writer at the University of Michigan, and co-directs the Organic Weapon Arts Chatbook and Video Series with Tafia Fazula. When asked why he writes poetry, May said in an interview with the Kenyan Review, I look to poetry with its built-in capacity for compressed and multivalent language as a place where many senses can be made of the world. If this is true and I've built a life around the notion that it is, poetry can get us closer to reality in all its fluidity and complexity. And I like this idea. Through writing, we're able to grapple with and arrive new understandings of the worlds around us. Like I've said before um, in this podcast, I've learned so much through poetry. I've learned so much about myself, about individuals, certain identities, sexualities through poetry. That's why I love going to poetry. It's therapeutic. You learn things all the time. So I am ready to share with you guys Jamal May's poem that is featured in our Get Lit anthology entitled Pomegranate Means Grenade. The poem begins with an empigraph, a quote from one of his former students' poems. And just like our model here at Get Lit, even famous contemporary poets write response poetry. How cool is that? 
So here's Jamal May's poem entitled, Pomegranate Means Grenade. The heart trembles like a herd of horses. Jonte McCory, age 11. Hold a pomegranate in your palm. Imagine ways to split it. Think of the breaking skin as shrapnel. Remember, Granada means pomegranate and Granada means grenade because grenade takes its name from the fruit. Identify war by what it takes away. From fecund orchids, Javante, there will always be one like you. Child who gets the picked over box with mostly black crayons. One who wonders what beautiful has to do with beauty as he darkens a sun in the corner of every page, constructs a house from ashened lines, sketches stick figures lying face down. I know how often red is the only color left to reach for. I fear for you. You are riding a stampede into my chest. The same anxiety that shudders me when I push past Marines in high school hallways, moments after video footage of young men dropping from helicopters and night vision goggles. I want you to see in the dark without covering your face and carry verses as countermeasure to recruitment videos and remember the cranes buried inside poems painted on banners that hung in Tiananmen Square. Remember because Wang Sheng was exiled for this. Remember, because the poet Wang Sheng was exiled for this, the calligraphy of revolt. Always know that you will stand nameless in front of a tank. Always know you will not stand alone, but there will always be those who'd rather see you pull a pen from a grenade than pull a pen from your backpack, Javante. They are afraid. Ooh, y'all, this poem is so deep. I analyze this in so many different ways. It's He's almost, you know, saying his student is a strange fruit. A grenade ready to explode in the eyes of his peers. The same way most people view black people. A bomb ready to explode in anger. And I sometimes think we are bombs ready to explode. Most of the times we don't. Even with all of the violence around us and the fact that he even, you know, added the military in there. And how oftentimes you see military recruitment stations or they come to high schools in low-income areas they're like targeting these low-income students like no like we'll offer you a better life (sighs) this poem just hits very close to home thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things jamal may Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family members, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye!